and that clearly is everything. Sorry, I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) You have to leave that in. The Green Rush is real. From lawmakers and investment bankers to CEOs and investors, we'll look at how people are transforming cannabis from the shadows of the black market into a cash crop that draws in cannapreneurs from Hollywood to Wall Street. Here to help you navigate the business of cannabis, please welcome Lewis Goldberg and Ann Donahoe. Brought to you by KCSA Strategic Communications. Welcome to another episode of The Green Rush. I'm Ann Donahoe with my co-host, Lewis Goldberg. While we're usually interviewing CEOs and people related to the business of cannabis, today we're actually taking a bit of a turn and talking about the role of cannabis in culture and film. Our guest today is writer, director, actor, and producer James Hudson, the creator of the independent film Dark Harvest, starring himself and the iconic Cheech Marin. This is actually the first cannabis-related film that Cheech has done since his final Cheech and Chong movie in the 80s, and we recommend that you guys check it out. Before we start, just a quick reminder to hit the subscribe button for The Green Rush on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your pods from. And if you leave us a rating, we would be ever so grateful. And now on to our chat with James Hudson. James, tell us how you got the idea to create The Dark Harvest. Um, I, as as a young actor, I did a side job acting for the police where I would reenact crime scenes, interrogations for training young cops. And they used to ask the older cops if they had any cool stories because they wanted to write a movie. And one of the stories was about a big hash bust that went wrong on Christmas Eve and there was no hash in the place. And the cop that thought there was hash in the place got a nickname of John, I know hash when I see it. (laughs) Uh, And I that was uh, one of the stories that stuck for me and I the early renditions were of the of Dark Harvest had a cop that screwed up a bust at the beginning and then the rest of the movie he was trying to get rid of that nickname and uh, get his reputation back so the the movie that is now out with Cheech Marin has still has traces of that in it but that was the original impetus. yeah your cop is possibly the most unsympathetic person i have ever seen <laughs> i mean wow there's nothing there's like not a moment that you look at him and go oh, you know i have empathy for him but that you know it, it, it's it's and and it really you made that movie in general at least as i was watching it feel like a very 1970s like dark gritty cop movie like the french connection but but yeah. with cannabis not heroin yeah. um oh. how do you how, just you know your treatment of cannabis was is really different than just about any other um treatment you know in modern uh, consumer media. How do you think the mainstream media is treating the industry? And why did you take this dark angle? Well, I, I like crime thrillers and I like 70s movies. So French Connection is one of my favorite movies. French Connection 2 is actually an amazing movie. And I worked with the uh, John Frankenheimer who made that film. It was even darker. So that's the style that I love of cinema. And I'm from Vancouver originally, which for a long time was the capital of marijuana. So between liking uh, 70s, dark, noir, thriller movies and being immersed in the cannabis industry, that was a natural uh, topic and for, for my first film. 
so that's how that came about. What was the, the question? The second, the second half is like you look at, at shows like Disjointed or uh, any of Cheech's early stuff. The mainstream media tends to treat cannabis in a really light or silly fashion. Um, so, you know, do you think that they're getting it right? Do you think what you're doing is showing an evolution of media and how you're treating the, how, how the, the cannabis is being treated? I mean, you know, just right. kind of look out. Well, there's two, there's two, I have two opinions about this. One is, yes, when we think of cannabis movies and when people think of Cheech in a cannabis movie, the first thought is this is going to be a comedy. It's going to be another Cheech and Chong movie. I thought it was cool to go against that and have a real authentic movie that had weed in it. Um, So I thought that that was cool to turn the genre up on its head and do something a little different. And yeah, in the media and unfortunately through a lot of movies and TV shows, we associate weed with um, slapsticky humor and lack of intelligence. And the funny thing is that I've hung out with Cheech a lot and I've hung out with Cheech and Chong. And both of these guys are some of the most in- intellectual guys I know. They're super hardworking and they're academic guys. And I consider myself an academic. I write, I work on Shakespeare. I've, you know, I've made documentaries and gone to three universities. So one of the problems I have with it, it in in uh, the news and in media is just perpetuating this idea that if you're involved in marijuana, that you're a stoner and a slacker. And, uh, you know, there's some, some pretty intellectual, artistic people that, that smoke marijuana, you know? So can you talk a little bit about your relationship with Cheech? How did you hook up with him and how did you get him interested uh, into a movie that that did take kind of a turn, a hard turn? I mean, he's done very serious acting work, um, you know, in the past. What was it about this movie and and you that kind of got him on board? The I, I wrote a part specifically for him. I thought it would be really cool to have him in a movie where he had a history in the movie with marijuana and you didn't know what that history was. And I like the idea of playing on the audience's own perception of Cheech and Cheech and Chong and who he is. So I kind of hijacked the general public's knowledge that Cheech is involved in marijuana in some way. And I hijacked that and made it a a more business and crime uh, fashion for Cheech. So I wrote a part for him, specifically for him, and I sent it through my casting director to his agent. And within 48 hours, I got a response that he liked the writing and wanted to do the movie. And his lawyer and agent basically put it on me and my uh, casting director to make the deal happen. Uh, so the message was coming clear that he wanted to do the movie and let's, let's figure out how to make that happen. So then I flew down to his house and we hung out for a couple hours and talked about my life and his life. And at the end of a couple hours in his kitchen, he was like, I like you. I like the writing. Let's uh, let's go up to Vancouver and film this movie. How long uh, how long did it take to uh, to, to actually shoot the movie? I shot it over a couple year period. I had uh, I'd filmed some and because it was independent with my own money, I had to just do it when I had money in different blocks so it was over a two-year period but uh, it shouldn't be that way but i think a lot of people no. movies they kind of scratch them together like that 
And Cheech was able, was willing to go back and forth, and and that's that's a big give of his time, isn't it? Yeah, no. So uh, when I approached Cheech, was near the end of that, and I made sure that everything was in order. So when Cheech came to film, I had filmed most of the movie, and and I knew exactly where to place him, and I had exercised with the the cast and crew enough that the machine was in good was in a good place so when Cheech came on set it was a well-oiled machine and the movie was was ready to go so yeah no I didn't there there are people that I dragged through two years of filming were the, were the cops and a bunch of the other cast who are really good friends of mine and and they'd be working on a tv show in France and I'd call them and they'd, they'd have to fly back to film a couple more days here and a couple more days there so that that was for people that were friends of mine for for decades uh cheech at that point was a new friend of mine or a new relationship and uh so it needed to be handled uh quite professionally and filmed in one go because yeah he's cheech he's super busy (laughs) so you work with live plants in this movie uh and if I recall, you were a grower at one point. How did you pull that off? And are you are you allowed to tell us? <laughs> and there's so, one scene I really love where you um, fast forward through a through a growing season, um, and it's a, it's a really beautiful piece of of the film, I think. So I was just curious about that scene. Oh, cool, yeah, that time lapse where we show a crop from from a clone up into a mature plant. That took that was you know like four or five months of filming that time lapse with two cameras that costs a lot of money and a lot of time. And it's probably only in the, in the film for like seven seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, it's definitely, it's definitely a quick, a quick piece of the movie, but I, it just stuck with me that, um, that it was really cool and it must've been a really hard scene to pull off. So, um, were you able to, were, were they your plants or were they, I guess who, <laughs> who, who was nice enough to let you do that? If they were my plants, I wouldn't say they were, but uh, they, they were. Was that uh, with a wink and a nod? <laughs> it's a, a podcast, right? So you can't. Have a, so you have a, to tell people when you're winking and nodding. <laughs> <laughs> so the there's a, a few different, uh, very large grow ops that I filmed in. The first one, I had to blindfold actors to bring them in there, give give people cash, let me in there late at night, uh, take people's cell phones from them so they wouldn't be able to track where they were, and film. Uh, very very gorilla in those grow ops uh, I really wanted there to be real plants I saw a a movie I think it was an Oliver Stone movie who was you know one of my favorite directors but he ma- made a, a marijuana movie that I I didn't I wasn't fond of that looked very clinical and the plants I don't know I, I wanted it to be real and gritty so there's there's two major grow ops that are filmed and they are active active grow ops and some questionable characters running those places, hence the blindfolding and all that stuff. So that's a, a great place for us to take a break. You're listening to The Green Rush, and we're talking with James Hudson, um, the director, writer, actor, King Kamehameha of the independent film Dark Harvest. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. 
Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC, symbol MCIG. At Alternative Vibes, our core values of quality, loyalty, respect, and honesty guides us in our mission to help families find peace and harmony through our products and services. Whether you are looking for a more natural way of living, shopping essential oils, topicals, and edibles, or searching for a path towards achieving your goals, we are your choice. Learn more about our complete line of natural products and solutions at AlternativeVibes.com. Bringing quality of living to life. AlternativeVibes.com. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. Uh, I'm Lewis Goldberg with Ann Donahoe, and we're talking to James Hudson about uh, his film, Dark Harvest. So, James, um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's been going on in the United States. We're we're actually taping this on um, April 13th, um, but former Speaker of the House John Boehner just announced that he was joining the board of a cannabis company. And Boehner is this you know very right wing, historically conservative guy joining a cannabis company. Um, it seems like the the culture in the United States has tipped to complete acceptance of, of the plant. How do you think Hollywood is going to treat this? I mean, is it, gonna, is it going to be the same way that cigarettes were, where it's just a thing, or is it still going to be done with this, you know, mm. you know, wink and a nod? Well, I think it'll just reflect what's happening in society. So as it becomes more and more commonplace in people's households, I'm sure that Hollywood films will reflect that. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I Cheech introduced me to Ice Cube, and Ice Cube has a, a marijuana movie that he's developing. And then, I, as I said, I've hung out with Cheech and Chong, and, and and apparently Tommy Chong has a weed movie coming out. I think it'll be interesting to see if there's a, a big rush of marijuana movies that come out, and and if that subsides after. So I can't really comment on just random smoking in, you know, people's kitchens and, and house parties in movies. Um, but it'll be interesting to see a, if there's a, a rush of, of content and if that subsides. And hopefully my film is in there uh, ahead of everybody else and and uh, people will see the authenticity. And my film talk is goes tracks legalization. The beginning mm-hmm. of the movie pot is illegal 
and the movie is about the process of elite of legalization and the the dangers of that and what the the cops are are doing and and everybody's doing to adjust to that so um yeah i'm not i'm i'm not too sure there's and there's just so many products now there's there's the hardcore stuff like the dabs and the shatter and then there's all the medicinal stuff so it'll yeah it'll be interesting to see how pervasive that is in 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 films so you're canadian um born and raised that is not an that is not an accusation by the way (laughs) nor is it a question sorry blurting out your nationality (laughs) just don't Um, and you live at 122 canada street so everybody can go find him (laughs) Um, Well, it's Canada. You guys all know each other, right? Um, (laughs) I live in Silver Lake, but I'm from Vancouver. Okay. okay. And my larger point was you split your time between Canada and the U.S. And with Canada uh, so far ahead of the country, of the U.S., rather, in terms of federal adult use legalization, what differences do you see in each country as it relates to cannabis? And maybe it's an unfair question because I would assume California is now kind of paralleling what's going on in in Canada. But from a cultural standpoint, well, from a cultural standpoint, is there a difference that you're seeing? And, you know, and when you travel to other states where it's not as legally acceptable? You know what I've seen that's that's the most dramatic is, is Dark Harvest Travel. We did about 10 film festivals across the United States and a bit of Canada. And what I noticed more was a West Coast, East Coast divide mm-hmm. where with the film played in Vancouver, it was sold out. People were smoking pot in the theater, giving pot away outside the theater. It showed in Oregon a few times, one best picture in two different festivals in Oregon. And there was tons of pot, same thing inside and outside the theater, California, the same. And then I went to Brooklyn for I did two festivals in New York where won more Best Picture Awards, and there people were super scared to smoke anywhere near the venue. So I noticed more that um, in in Toronto for Canada and New York for United States, uh, a big divide between any West Coast seems to be very lax on the on the West Coast, whether you know whether it's legal or not is is what I noticed. Um, and then Canada, historically, I think, was ahead of the United States with with being liberal on marijuana laws. I remember in Vancouver, ten years ago, the Vancouver police chief came out publicly publicly and said, "You know, from now on, if you have less than a quarter pound of weed on you, we're not going to charge you." And everybody was like, "It's still illegal," but the chief of police said, "We're not going to give you a hard time about it because it was to them, it was a joke." And so it yeah. never happen here. <laughs> <laughs> well, doesn't it feel you, like I, the U- I, I, Go ahead, Anne. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, doesn't it feel like the U.S. kind of has a multiple personality disorder when it comes to cannabis? I mean, you can jump from state to state, and it's it's also very different. So um, it's interesting that, that it's so widely felt between two of the biggest populated states in the U.S. Um, well, and the, here's the thing I know about Cheech. So Cheech has his company, Cheech's Private Stash, and he is selling in the in the states that are legal in the U.S. And he's getting ready in Canada because Canada is going to be legal federally. Yeah, but and- they're not. But the branding laws in Canada are so crazy restrictive that it will be very difficult for him to create a. Like here, you're right; he can yeah. do it. But but in Canada, it's going to be really difficult just because you can't you're just not allowed to do stuff like that 
it's, it's know, really restrictive. Celebrity branding issues come up now, right? Yep. But I think the, what's, what's an advantage about Canada, if it's legal federally, then it can be shipped out of Canada to whichever other country in the world has it legalized too. And that's something that's not going to happen in the States, I believe, until it's federally legal. Yes, that's true. And, and that's exactly right. Um, and, I, you know, we know people, I actually know a few people who have asked, like, is it worth me, worth my time to become a, a celebrity endorser of, of a of a strain? Um, and I've said st- strain is not a good idea. It's really hard to, to uh, trademark a genetics. But yeah. A brand is different. Like you can create something that is unique. Like you could. I would assume that you know, if if Dark Harvest really catches fire, you could create a Dark Harvest pre-roll and you know yeah. license the brand that way. Yeah, yeah. I've someone's talked to me about that. It's funny, huh? Um, yeah, I I, um, I I don't really know what to say about the the. I know che- I just know Cheech's brand and his it's not a strain it's it's that every season he's going to pick a few different types of weed that he says these are fabulous strains for that season and you're right it, it would be weird to for him to just latch on to a particular strain and run with it it's better to to because all that stuff is fluctuating all the time so let's take a quick break we've been chatting with james hudson actor producer writer multiple hyphenate extraordinaire uh, and creator of Dark Harvest. We'll be right back. More Green Rush coming up after we roll through our sponsors. Introducing Blue Moon CBD straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Banking and Bud, understanding the business of cannabis. Welcome back to The Green Rush, only on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back. I'm Ann Donahoe with Lewis Goldberg on The Green Rush, and we are talking to actor, producer, writer, star of the movie Dark Harvest, uh, James Hudson. James, um, let's talk about maybe what you're working on next. 
And does it have to do with cannabis? Ah, yes, I am writing. At, uh, just before we started talking, I was feverishly writing, hence all the papers moving around. <laughs> I'm uh, writing another movie, excited to make another movie, and with the relationship that I've formed with Cheech, uh, Cheech and myself would be in that movie and and yeah I, I believe there will be marijuana in that one again um, I know that that world very well and I think that that's a good starting spot for any screenwriter or playwright is the world that they know you know Shakespeare wrote about stuff that he that he knew and so yeah uh, there'll be a marijuana content to it and Cheech would definitely be in it can you actually talk a little bit about your relationship with cannabis and how you grew up with it and how it is so much a part of your world? I don't think we touched on that yet. The um, So I grew up in Vancouver and it was a very hippie, you know, San Francisco and Vancouver were very uh, central in the hippie movement and, and my parents were hippies. So I grew up around that culture, a lot of marijuana we had a few plants in the house when my when I came home as a baby from the hospital, and um, so I grew up around more marijuana than alcohol, and I grew up in the whole, you know, I didn't I didn't grow up in the '60s, but you know, my mom was pregnant with me at a Janis Joplin concert. I grew up around that movement, and what I like and am nostalgia about is that there was a time where marijuana to me was about music and people hanging around listening to music at a house party and socializing and it was fun and it was about love and peace and that's one of the things that I have a bit of an issue with how corporate it is now and how these politicians will get on board because there's money and and I've heard Cheech talk about it in an interview that the two of us did where he defended the corporization if that's a word of marijuana just in the fact that it needs to be like that to get for the, for the industry to get it out to the people. It's so big. There's so many people. It just has to be like that. Um, but it's one of the things that, that I hold on to it. So I'm fond of, of that era of marijuana. And then I grew up in Vancouver, which, as we had discussed, is very liberal. So lots of young men in Vancouver earned money in that industry and and uh, I'm close to that in some way yeah there's definitely this tension between the the historic both um, advocates and black market participants and and the today's you know more corporate um, professional, market participants right like the guys on one side look at the other then they don't they don't trust each other um long term though i think the corporates are going to win and i I think generally it's going to be best because you'll have consistent product you'll have you know safe safety it it just takes yeah and it takes the the violence out of the system and it lets us hopefully address the social injustices but you know who knows yeah Um, so that's my rant for the day. And you know. <laughs> so, what I didn't anticipate was all the products. When 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 it was moving towards legalization, I was just thinking about people smoking it and maybe occasionally throwing their brownie mix. I, I, I'm I, with traveling with the movie Dark Harvest for the last year. I've been to cannabis cups, almost all the marijuana conventions, and I've just been blown away by how big the industry is, how many products are out there. 
Uh, I just never, when I thought it back, and I never, I don't even know if I thought marijuana would be legal in my life, but I would have just thought about buds, you know, maybe yeah. some hash. <laughs> so, um, you know, it it's kind of like well known that everybody in Hollywood smokes. Uh, was there smoking on the set and did it influence the way you shot anything? And if there wasn't, um, I don't believe you. Well, no. I mean, the first scene of the movie. How how high were you during that scene? <laughs> um, it's funny. So when I've been with, so Cheech and I have done a bunch of interviews together, and they always ask that, and I I keep quiet and let Cheech talk about that, and he kind of couples that together with all the weed that they smoked in all the Cheech and Chong movies, and he says, "No, nah, you can't smoke that," you know, and and function, and then he kind of looks at me and winks. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, this movie here, what I did was I had a bunch of fake joints rolled and then some real joints rolled and gave people the choice and I kind of explored with that. Um, you didn't Russian roulette it? Or, or, <laughs> no. or, or offer it as a treat, like you did a really good job in that scene, here's a joint. <laughs> no, but um, you know, it's hard. So I was, I'm the writer, director, and producer of the movie too. So it is tricky. If there's any weed smoking scenes that you see in the movie, they were definitely filmed at the end of the day, the final <laughs> takes, so that if something like that went on, that, that we could capture it on film and not have a, a stunt stunt driving scene right after that or something like that. So, so yeah. You get creative when you're smoking and, and, and you know, improvisation happens were you able to incorporate any of that because you're there's no comedy there's like no laughs in your movie at all so um and i don't mean that negatively i mean it's serious it's as intense it's you know it's 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 dark so but 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 you know you're smoking a joint and you get you know you're around creative people did was her improvising yeah, there was a little bit of improvising. Every actor works differently. I had some actors, Hugh Dillon, who's in the new movie Wind River, is a very successful actor. He, I, I gave him the script, and then I said, you know, do you do you want to change anything or improvise? He's like, no, I want to stick word for word. So some people, and, and Cheech was pretty much like that. He stuck to the stuck to the the script. Um, the cop. I mean, who, I feel like the actor who played the cop must have been the most. He d- it felt a little bit. It just felt different from the other dialogue. Right. Well, the thing is, I wrote it for him. He was my acting teacher when I was twenty years old, and he's a very dear friend. And I wrote the movie originally for him and for him and myself. So I wrote for him. Um, so you're getting which is pretty rare for somebody to know somebody so well know what they can do and and um build a movie around that so it probably sounds uh rich in in that area um yeah what was the question again it was about the improvising or the no nah, don't worry about it yeah i mean you answered it really interesting <laughs> yeah really interesting. so before we get to Puff Puff Pass, I have one more question. Okay. We've been trying for months to get Cheech on the podcast. Will you put in a good word for us? I sure will. I sure will. <laughs> awesome. Sure, you'll, you'll get him. You'll, he'll come on here. Yeah. I would love okay. to, I have to tell you, I I am such a huge fan of his because of the career he the career arc that he has built based on both completely embracing then walking away and then coming back and embracing cannabis it's really fascinating we're gonna yeah. have to scrape lewis off the ceiling for that yeah <laughs> he's like literally 
like he is the big get for me personally because because of how important he has been to the cultural conversation around the plant from marijuana to cannabis and he has been there the entire way through and it's really i i find it absolutely fascinating yeah he's he's a he's a he's part of history he's a, he's yeah. a uh, part of history. He's, he's incredibly intelligent. He's pretty great funny. actor. Great. He's an artist. You know, it's the whole. You know, the whole thing. I mean, he's like a serious. He's a serious cultural force. Yeah, yeah. He's a. We, I flew back. I was in Vancouver. Cheech and Chong performed in Vancouver, so I hung out with them backstage. You can imagine what we got into there. And then the yeah. next day, we all flew back to LA and I was they were in first class and I was way at the back and uh, <laughs> I, I bought these um, these really nice handmade kind of vegan chocolates from this restaurant in Vancouver that I like and so in the middle of the flight I, I walked up into the first class and I went to Cheech is like deep in a book he's always reading and uh, I came up to him and I was like hey you want one of these uh, I got these for us or whatever and he looked at them the little, little brownie looking things he was like are those straight and I was like yeah they're straight I'm not bringing weed on the plane <laughs> but uh, anyway he's yeah, he's always he's always reading he's high, 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 highly intellectual guy art collector great actor and yeah it's interesting to see him come back around to the cannabis industry when I flew down to his house to meet him I had no idea if he was a smoker or where he was at with marijuana because he seemed to really want to distance himself and and for understandably if you're known as Cheech and Chong and you you know you might want to step away from that and play some other roles yeah. I think he was excited to play something serious a drama yeah. in he's my good life. at it he's yeah. really good at it yeah yeah, yeah. all right go um, ahead so we do a segment uh, every episode called Puff Puff Pass, James, uh, okay. where we ask our guests to give us two things that they love about the cannabis industry and one thing that they hate. Okay. So Puff Puff, puff and Pass to you. Okay. Well, I like the creative process as an actor and writer, and I find that marijuana has a, a good place in that. So I, I'm quite fond of the, the creative juices that come from that particular plant. I like the social aspect of it and I, I'm a huge, hugely into music and like how my senses are high, heightened from, from all that stuff. The negative thing, I might have touched on it earlier, is just some of the, the, uh, the stoner cliche of cannabis and the perception in, in, in public of, of what a pot smoker looks like to a lot of people all right well that How's was that? perfect that was awesome and this was a really fun conversation so thank you um uh, thanks thanks to james hudson for joining us you can find his movie dark harvest on itunes amazon and google play and, and both Anne and i watched it and it is definitely worth paying attention to um you know that's uh I'm sorry, James. I got distracted because I was actually thinking about. I have to tell you, the guy who played the the bad cop, yeah. he was he was so good because I so hated him. Um, 
it was the character. It wasn't the, you know, it wasn't like the, it, he really killed it. Like it was really, really impressive. So yeah. you did a great job of bringing that out of him. Um, check cool. out the movie um, at darkharvestmovie, all one word, dot com. And you can follow James um, on all social media, which is at real James Hudson, H-U-T-S-O-N. One last thing. Do you got time for one last thing? Yeah. We have one more time. Go for it. Started when, when I started to, to when I was writing the movie. I took that cop who was my friend. We and that Caprice, that nineteen seventies old cop <laughs> car. The two of us got in the car, and with a friend of mine in the back with a camera, and we drove around. And people thought at nighttime, and people thought we were real cops, and they were telling like ratting out each other and. And pretending we were cops in in the armpit of Vancouver where there's heroin and all this grimy stuff and, and started to build the the vibe and essence of the movie. So that's that's where you're seeing the writing is it stemmed out of exploring in that way. That's where you see that seventies style and the uh, the street feel of the movie all stemmed from 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 there. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you're liking us channeling our inner Sally Field, please come back and listen and rate us. We want to know what you guys think. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever you get your pods from. And we definitely want to hear from you. Send us an email with questions, comments, or suggestions. Like, what can Lewis be doing better? At greenrush <laughs> at kcsa.com or find us on Twitter or Instagram with the handle at kcsa underscore cannabis. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.